Thank you, Meatloaf, um, for that arrangement of the intro song. Uh, welcome to the OK Taco Show, everybody. My name is Conrad, and how are you, buddy? Today is Wednesday, September 6, 2023, the year of our Lord, and uh, thank you for being here. Thank you for choosing the OK Taco Show as a way to escape for an hour a week. Um, possibly you escape more with us via social media, or possibly you even come and dine on some of our above average or just okay food. Um, however you... Oh, also, I'm Conrad, but I also have James back here. You guys know Thick James. Uh, Jimity Thicket. I've been calling him Jimity Thicket this week, so he is here, and uh, we'll be chiming in tonight uh, as needed, and we'll get, we'll get this show going and get done. Um, so, yes, it is September. We've made it to September do you remember the 6th of September? Um, September's a big month. A lot of people have birthdays this month. A lot of people um, enjoy the weather changing and football starting. Um, we had college football kickoff, and I think the um, professional leagues are going to start this week. So James is going to finally be able to you know, watch his Patrick Mahomes play and all of his guys um, get their you know, costumes on and go out there and hit each other. And he really enjoys that kind of stuff. So it's September. The weather has not acted like it, though, um, down here, at least in Oklahoma and in Kansas. And as I switch through both of those time zones, um, you know, via the I-35 corridor, I've just noticed that it's just the sweltering, oppressive heat that seems to be persistent through this Midwest area. And uh, James, you got a little bit more on that, don't you, bud, as a weatherman? Um, James has been falling in on the weather. Um, do we have anything to look forward to here in the future, buddy? Well. You can get down here and just talk right to these well, nice, fine ladies and gentlemen. Um, Friday, this is uh, Jim Gump, the James from OK Talk Weather Labs. Hey, thank you for introducing yourself. Uh, the forecast for tomorrow is still scorching hot. But the weekend uh, after Saturday looks like it's going to cool down for three days, and that's it. Happy fall, y'all. Uh, thank you, James, uh, for that weather update, and we will be giving you those every three minutes. So um, if you guys are looking <laughs> forward to some uh, good weather, you'll find it here on uh, OKTacoShow.com. Um, so, yeah, it was. it's hot. It's okay, though. Um, it could be worse, could be hotter. You know, a lot of people got it hotter. So I'm not bitching. I'm just telling you what's going on. And so the schedule, we're kind of in the meat of the season here. We're at the, um, if at least for me, there's with a couple of plates that I have spending, you know, with the taco shop going um, Monday through Saturday and then trying to break away Saturday evening and get up to Kansas to mow on Sunday. I've told you guys before, you just get locked in these weird time zones and stuff where it seems like you don't know where you're at, really. And it doesn't really matter. Um, you just hope that you wake up. You hope that you are awake um, and it's not a dream. You don't know for sure, all that kind of stuff. So anyways, in order to keep myself um, on my toes, you know, I think a famous country musician may have sang that before, to keep them on their toes, in order to keep myself on my toes... Um, I try to mix it up any way I can. So I'll either bring Jonah with me and, or we'll stay at a different place or we'll try to do a different activity to, I don't know. It's just a way to break up what might be, um, an arduous schedule, you know, to give yourself something to look forward to. And this week I, I didn't really have anything. I knew I was going to be at the taco shop. Um, until close on Saturday, which means I knew I'm going to jump in the truck and drive directly to Kansas, get there very late, have a late night and um, a hot day on Sunday, and then head directly back, which is what happened. But throughout the day on Saturday, um, I noticed a wind changing. You know, I noticed a weather pattern change. And all of a sudden, the storm that is Thick James you know, spoke up from the corner of his cigarette-filled booth, and he said, can I go with you to Kansas? And I thought, this is great. You know, I'm going to bring Thick James to Kansas. And he, you know, he's from there, but not really. It's so funny. 
he escaped and lived in what we called the ashtray for how many years were in the ashtray, Gump? Two and a half years, James has been living hidden from the family. We would see him on, um, you know, family functions. You might see him at a funeral or a wedding or something, but he's just there at the buffet in and out. And that's James. And so um, having this much time with him, I have to reintroduce him to like things that matter. Like, hey, we should probably go. You should come up and see dad and. Uh, you know, your stepmom and, and that part of your family too. Maybe spend a day or an afternoon just seeing how everybody's doing. And so that's what we did. We, we brought him up there and it was, I wasn't trying to be like super strategic about it, but in a way there was a hidden strategy as there always is. And I knew that by bringing James and having him sit to twiddle his thumbs at my dad's house, for an afternoon while I went and um, took care of my obligations, I knew that my dad would have all the intentions in the world of letting the universe keep him laying on the couch to watch Sunday version of Fox News. You know, because when Sunday comes around at my dad's house, he's got to find out what Willie, Pete and Willie and Pete and Willie and Jimmy Johnson and Tommy Thompson are all doing on Fox News. They're eating some sort of uh, goodie while hopping around on a yoga ball or something and you know, that's his Sunday. Now, he knows, and what makes him angry or frustrated is that he's got things that he should be doing and either just doesn't have the energy or the will or a mixture of both for a lot of different reasons, a lot of them caused by China, some say. <laughs> that's a COVID joke. Um, <laughs> they haven't. <laughs> but uh, um, anyways, yeah, he's just laser sick. And I knew if I brought James with me, to Kansas and told it's kind of funny, you know, they don't have, neither one of them have the same relationship that I have with either one of them. Me and James are tight and we have our own relationship and we speak our own language almost. Um, but same goes with my father and I, we have our own language. So when I bring James, I'm like a translator if I'm in the room. Like, I can translate between the two. You know, my dad will say something. James will be like, oh, has no idea how to respond because he didn't hear the question, actually. And then it goes both between the two. And so I have to sit there like um, one of those guys when somebody's, like, bidding on an online auction, you know, from some foreign land. It's like, I'll give her three elephants. It's like, hey, that means $1,700, baby. Um so I'm the translator, but I knew that it, I had to leave. I had to leave the room. I had to leave the auction block. And so I was leaving James and my dad together, which I think it motivated him. Do you think it motivated him? A little bit. He wanted to get up and get something done that day. He's like, I don't want to sit here and try to understand a different language today. Love your son, but I'll see you later. You know, walk down and get yourself a sandwich or something. What? What's that? What was the best part of Sunday morning? You're not talking to knowing the hell out of that. Oh, that's my weekly thing. That's what I subconsciously or maybe even consciously, I think that it's been my duty, um, which is a funny word to say. You know, <laughs> uh, It's been my duty to check in on him and if nothing else, be as annoying as I can be, you know, to... Oh, so the way you get stuff. I'm trying to bother him, like get something out of the old man, you know? Now the problem with poking the bear is eventually just the bear wakes up, but you know, that's all right. <laughs> I'd rather have a, I guess I'd rather have an awake bear than a, a stick, you know, like a dead stick. So we're working on it um, slowly. And a lot of it is COVID related guys. That's a big thing. People are talking about again, COVID, which is crazy. Um, Here's what's weird. Here's how it correlates weird in, in my universe. One, the doctors that have checked in on my father uh, attribute his illness to the, to the COVID uh, pandemic disease. You know what I mean? So he got it at Kohl's. Um, he went down there. He had a little bit of Kohl's cash one afternoon. He went to Casey's General Store first, filled up his truck, and got a, 
he got a Celsius energy drink, and then he went over to Kohl's and was walking around the clearance aisle, and some kid walked up, gave him COVID, slapped it right there on him. And so he was down, and he was sick, and you guys remember when that was all going on, if you were um, listening. Um, but I think that's what still got him, you know. And what's weird is it's almost like it's getting hyped up, or it is ramping up, one or the other, you know, because that's what shit, you don't have... Uh, who do you go to for the accurate portrayal of what any of it is? You have no source to go to. I mean, so you just got to let all this information fall at you and then try to, using your own life experience and a mixture of um, what you can hope are trusted people, you try to pick your way to, is this new COVID or is the COVID that my dad got part of the new COVID and is this how bad that new COVID is and is it bad and then you go back into the whole COVID thing and then they're already talking that's going to ramp up. Uh, what's that? I, I don't know. Did, did I have COVID last week? I don't think no, he had COVID, but I think it's the seasons are changing. But I think he just got a little bit of a cough, do cold, you know. Um, James had a little bit of a sniffle last week, so he thinks he got the COVID, and it might have been, buddy. You know, it might have been. You didn't get it from me, though, because I went down to Burger King um, two, two Septembers ago and got myself a booster shot down there at Burger King. <laughs> <They were get, laughs> I got a, two Impossible Whoppers and a booster for like seven ninety nine. so you didn't get it from me. Um, so anyways, here's how it ties into the weirdness, though. Or that's not, maybe it's not weird to you. Um, I'll mix these two stories, though. So last night, as past two nights actually um we were having family movie night past two nights with my daughter my son and myself and i would include my wife but she was practicing piano or just taking a break from us like a lot of times i think about where my wife is and i just realize she's just taking a break from me you know She's not doing anything because I'll catch her doing it. You know, I'll be laying in there and I'll start something that I know she likes, like a show that she likes to watch also. And I'll start watching it and then it'll get to, say it's an episode, it'll get to the, you know, the peak of the episode, the climax of the episode. And I'll be like, man, she missed this whole setup. I'm going to have to explain this. And then I'm thinking like, where the hell is she? She was just behind me. Where did she? And then I'll walk into the kitchen and she'll be just standing there staring at her phone and i'll be like what are you doing she's like oh i was just nothing no, i mean it's like i woke her up like she was charging or recharging and i realized that's exactly what she was doing and i'm sure that before phones women did it they just stared into cupboards you know what i mean like before there was phones women did the same thing they the man you know if there was tvs he sat down and he started watching all in the family or something and then she walked in and hey cronkite's coming on baby and she just, like, opens a cabinet and stares at it for 43 minutes. And that's what we need as humans probably sometimes, maybe. Um, but anyways, we were having family movie night, and she was looking in a cupboard, so she wasn't there. But we were watching Marvel movies. My son and daughter both enjoy Marvel. And because of, um, like, osmosis or something, I know quite a bit about the stories of them now. And so watching the shows can be entertaining because you know, the characters and so that's what makes it cool. The unit, if you, once you know the universe, it doesn't matter that the acting is poor and you know, it's all just, uh, over the top action. Um, I don't, I don't even know how to explain it. I mean, it's just bullshit, but you get to know the people and, and, stuff and it makes it a fun little ride and we were watching wonder woman we switched to dc sorry so we're watching wonder woman which is um not hard to do um like sometimes my son will be like hey do you want to watch spider-man again and it's like uh, you know as much as i enjoy uh that mass crusader um and his antics i don't really want to watch spider-man again but yeah, if somebody's like, hey, man, you want to spend an hour and a half or two hours watching Gal Gadot run around in a freaking this Israelite beauty, this damn. And what I told my son is like, even when I saw her, I said, that is why I married your mom. Your mom looks just like her. So I get to watch, you know, 
an, an Israel version of my wife run around and save the world with uh, some sort of airman, some sort of 1950s airman. So anyways, we're watching Wonder Woman, and the plot of Wonder Woman, the first Wonder Woman, is that she's an Amazonian woman. She's a, a goddess. She was sculpted out of clay and then by her mother, who was the queen of the Amazons, and then Zeus himself as the god of gods, like, blessed her, and then, you know, she became alive as a, from a sculpture and then trained to be the greatest warrior of Wonder Woman with all the powers of Zeus. You know, she's Wonder Woman. And, um, but also raised to not know that she has these. Um, so nobody told her that she has these powers. And then she goes on a righteous crusade to help end the war. And in her mind, and in the truth of the movie, she's fighting Ares, the god of war. Um, and only an Amazonian can defeat it, or only a god can feed Ares, another god. So what's weird about that is, prior to us watching Wonder Woman over the past two nights, I had been reading the news stories, which I typically get through the Weather Channel for whatever reason. I've been reading the news stories that the Weather Channel feeds me about COVID and the BA-286 variant. That's what they've been calling it, the BA-286, 2.86. That's all it's been called. We watch Wonder Woman for two nights in a row, and tonight will be the third night when we'll finish it, and she's getting ready to fight Ares, the god of war, and they then I get a message before the show that the name for the new COVID is Ares. Now, that's spelled E-R-I-S, but so to me, that's Ares. Is that Ares, Gump? That's Aries, baby. So you're watching a movie about the god of war. COVID, I think, whether regardless of um, your opinion on it as a, a disease, on, as a virus, as anything, regardless of anybody's opinion about it, we got to admit it's kind of it's been pretty controversial the whole time and has caused a lot of outrage and a lot of probably warlike activity and behavior from people militias and the like, and all that bullshit. So um, it is just kind of strange that it would be named that, I think. But strange things happen, man, when you're in the Matrix. What's up? Well, I'll just let you know. I got an appointment at uh, CVS. CVS. Hold on. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi. Pepsi. What's that? Sorry. You got an appointment for what? At CVS tomorrow. Uh Uh-huh. I'm going to get all three booster, all three shots. To you get getting the boosters, bud? I'm getting get the Moderma. you get Moderma? Johnson that, Johnson. Okay. And leukemia. And the, okay. <laughs> all right. Well, I think, it, I don't know if it's free still, but we'll see. <laughs> but don't you think that's odd that this variant that has been going around has been called... One thing. Now, granted, even COVID originally was, what they call it? Corona. Coronavirus. I mean, that's how it started. And then eventually we started calling it COVID-19. And, you know, then you just call it C-murder. You call it whatever you want, dude, eventually. Um, But it's just weird. Now it's called Aries. So take that for what it's worth. Um, If you take it for what I took it for, you probably ought to start, you know, just kind of checking in is what I'm saying. Maybe just looking around and checking in. Um, that would be an important thing to do right now, I, I think. So, anyways. Um, oh, speaking of other crap that's getting ready to happen. This hurricane um, that's getting ready to hit. There's a Category 4. They're saying it might even turn into a Category 5. And it's getting ready to hit Florida, it looks like. And, James, do you know anything about this as a weather enthusiast? You heard about it? Wildfires in California? Uh, no. Um, there's a... Yeah, there's a weather system coming. It's been a pretty... I guess a pretty bad... I think there was just a hurricane last week um, in the States, so... But a Category 5 is, like, devastating. That's like uh, Katrina and stuff. Now, I don't know... If it matters, you know, where it hits, I'm sure it matters where it hits as far as the preparedness of those communities. But it just um, the only reason it kind of relates is that my wife and I and the kids are trying to plan 
um, a getaway in October. And so selfishly, which it absolutely was selfishly, you know, I was looking at um, directions on how you drive to Florida. Like I'd never thought about it before, so I didn't really know how to get there. Now I had the general idea, fella, like, you know, go southeast, but I was kind of looking around to see how long it takes and stuff like that. And the reason that we're going is because I got to take my kids to Legoland before that I can't take my kids to Legoland anymore. So, um, you know, I put it off as long as I could. And so now I'm just going to do it. And I think that that's the right thing to do it, but I have no idea. Anyways, not the point. The point is I was like, okay, we're going to do it on this day in October. So next month sometime. And then, you know, all of a sudden, the Weather Channel pops up again, tells me Category 5 is getting ready to hit frickin' Orlando, possibly. You know what I mean? It's like, if that does happen, I'm not going to Legoland, though. That's not to say, Legos are easy to clean up, but I don't think... It's kind of like those people who are still planning a Hawaiian vacation after Hawaii just burned down. And they're like, I'm going to a different island. <laughs> this thing, sometimes you gotta... So I... I got to tell my wife we better hold off on shopping for tickets until the end of the week. Not to say that stuff can't happen between now and October, and obviously it can and will, and I'm not unaware of that fact, you know. In fact, we could get there in October and get hit by a hurricane or a wildfire or a space shuttle or whatever. Um, But, you know, if a hurricane hits the area that you're planning to visit in just a few weeks, sometimes you'd be like, that might be a sign. You know, you never went to Florida before in your whole life. Um, but now you're planning to go and a category five hits it, especially if here's what they'll start doing. I'm like, they've never seen one like this before. Like really? God, I feel like I hear that every day. So anyways, um, nothing really crazy. Well, it's not a, it's kind of a silly thing, but it's an ongoing thing that has always been, once you kind of get into a comfortable or even just a little bit of a comfortable rhythm, you know, then you can kind of finally let your personality out a little bit. And I think we're finally starting to get that at the taco shop and even just myself finally getting back to where um, I feel, I wouldn't say I feel comfortable at all, um, but maybe um, comfortable with the uncomfortableness of it. Like understanding, yeah, well, I did it to myself and let's just go with it. Uh, That kind of thing. Anyways, what I mean is you're finally starting to feel like, okay, I can breathe. And sure, some people might attribute that to lack of customers and that would be a Assumption that would be, you know, valid, but also, um, you know, I take it it's a bit of salt. So anyways, um, I've always played jokes a little bit, of, not not anything mean-spirited. I've never done mean-spirited jokes. I've never liked that. Even scaring people is not a fun thing. James and I did enough of that when we were children. We used to play um, Are You Afraid of the Dark and... You know, stuff like that where we would set up booby traps for each other and then hide in a dark basement um, with the sole purpose of a booby trap injuring the opposing person that was trying to find you. And oftentimes succeeding, oftentimes succeeding on injury. So the scaring thing become too real at a certain point. You know what I mean? I know the point that my dad stopped scaring people is the day he laid under my son's bed or his son's bed. Uh, Thick James and um, Thick James walked into the room and proceeded to pass gas, hard, a hearty acreage of gas passed, causing my dad to throw up under that bed, um, ruining the scare, they might say. And, um, you know, the violence that <laughs> the violence that happened afterwards. Um, but I like pouring water over people when they're showering and stuff like that. I don't like. Um, you know, cutting people's brake lines or um, sending them goat's milk or goat's blood or whatever. I don't, I'm not talking about mean-spirited stuff. What I'm talking about is fun jokes, 
For example, we got the popcorn tube out here. Um, that's a joke. It's a fun joke that me and James have. And we want to eventually elaborate on it. But as of now, we have a PVC pipe um, sitting outside with a button on it that has fresh popcorn. It says fresh popcorn on it. Um, and so every morning when our friend Damien's here and James is here and they're out, you know, wandering around picking daisies and whatever else they do, uh, <laughs> James makes Damien go see if there's any fresh popcorn in that tube. Now, anyone, you would think anyone would be like, clearly there's not going to be fresh popcorn in a piece of PVC in the middle of a field. But that's the beauty of the popcorn tube, I tell you. That's the beauty of the popcorn tube. Because yeah. you put a button on it, and you, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Somebody's going to push it. And so that's one of my favorite things. And so i got to put more attention to it so I can get more of these travelers. We get a lot of travelers coming through. And i got to get them to come through and see if there's any fresh popcorn in that PVC over there. And who knows, buddy? Maybe someday there will be. That's the fun part of jokes. And I've been playing a couple others. Um, but I don't want to go... Here's the part. I got one with the guy in, in Clearwater. And I. the reason I'll say them is because, you know, I, again, I don't want to be mean-spirited. And also, you know, I tell them that anytime these people see me, they're like, how's the podcast going? Well, buddy, you know, you just made it. Number one, if you listen, you might learn something. And I always say that to them, and they don't ever listen, which is fine. Most people don't. But had the person who asked listened, he'd know, or he's about to know, that, you know, here's how it started. I'm standing next to a man who's wearing khakis. Already that's tough for me to understand. But I'm standing next to him, and I get it. It's casual. We're at a... We're at a grown-up party. So what happens when you're in a grown-up is you find other grown-ups, and I'm talking about like over when you're about 50. Now you're a grown-up. And so what happens is you still have like celebrations. And this was a 50th birthday celebration. For, no, it was a 60th birthday celebration for a man. Okay? And so anybody that's still alive at 60 is invited, basically. You know? Um, that's a global invitation, but in the area, people know about it. So anybody over 60 that this man hasn't burnt a bridge with or whatever is invited. And because this was a small town thing, I knew all of these gentlemen cause I grew up, you know, with their kids. And so a lot of these were familiar faces, but they were always just exactly kind of like they look right now to me. You know, because it's 20 years different. So I, I've known them since they were 40. They were always just grown-ups. But I never talked to them when I was a youngster. And so now it's like we're both, I guess we're both grown-ups. This guy's wearing khakis. I'm dressed like I dress. And so he seems like a grown-up and I seem like Conrad. Um, and anyways, I asked him a series of questions. This guy is a friend of mine. His name's Brad. And um, we go through a few things. I kind of ask him what he's planning on doing and how his career's going and stuff like that. And he's a. He made me laugh so much that I wanted to do something to give him something. Anything I could give him. I don't have any money. Um, I don't have any. uh, Anything to give him that I I could think of. So I was just trying to think creatively what can I help Brad with? Because Brad gave me a gift. Because after I asked him what he's planning on doing next year and what his grandkids, and I got a bunch of the answers of like, ah, just one word answers. The conversation was going nowhere with Conrad and Brad. I asked him what he's watching, and he still said nothing. He's like, ah, I watch TV, but I just don't, I don't know. And then um, I started describing a couple shows I was watching, and then he goes, hey, I've been watching Suits. <laughs> and it made me laugh so much because nobody's ever told me they were watching Suits. Um, that I gave Brad this gift. I said, Brad, you know your brother. Um, I see his truck at the gym every weekend when I'm running. I'm going to start putting stuff in his truck when I see it. And, you know, we were having libations. A man just turned 60 years old, so, you know, we were having libations, and my dad was there, and he, I was trying to 
talk all of these other 60-year-olds. I was like, this is a, my dad's not 60 yet, guys. Help him get there. You know, I, that's why I went to this party. But then I saw Brad. Brad told me he watched Suits. That made me laugh. And I said, I'm going to help you, Brad. I'm going to start putting stuff in your brother's truck when it's parked. And your brother is then, because they work together, your brother's then going to tell you about them. You can't tell him that it's me that's doing it. But don't let me go too far. You know what I mean? Because I don't want to put like, I don't want to put like uh, something on there that he reads as some sort of bad message. You know what I mean? Or good anything. And so it's a dangerous game. Um, and so week one, you know, I think Brad thought I was going to forget about it. Well, Brad was wrong. So I run by, I see the truck. I grab one of those flags, you know, the flags that people put in their yards. Not the American flag, you dummy. Um, ISIS. No, the flags people put in their yards that are the ones that tell you that there's a buried cable. You know, so what happens is somebody's like, I'm going to build a hot tub. And then they call that frickin' X-Man guy or whatever um, to come out and mark the cable lines. And then what happens is they get their new hot tub and nobody ever pulls the flag. So anyways, these flags are everywhere. You don't even see them anymore. That's how many flags are out there that are in the ground that you don't even see them. But if you want a flag, just walk outside. There's one on the ground. Um, and so I was running by. I saw Eric's truck. I grabbed a flag. I immediately shaped it into a heart, which I thought was a nice thing. I walked by. I ran by, put it into his truck, right? I think no fuss, no muss. He's not going to see me take off running. And I think, worst case scenario, he thinks it's trash, throws it away. No harm, no foul, never mentions it. Or maybe that's best case scenario. But um, apparently he found it. It meant a lot to him, and he told Brad about it. So when my dad waddled into the store later that week, well, Brad said, hey, Rich, come here. Man, you're getting to him, man. Conrad's getting to him. <laughs> and so this week, uh, the plan was my dad had a little rock that had been painted like a hot dog. And so um, we call it a rock dog. And I was going to put the rock dog in there to kind of throw it off because I didn't want, you know, I don't want him to get off the deep end or anything. So the whole thing was meant to be more funny for Brad. Because then Eric thinks that Brad's doing it. All this kind of stuff, you know. And really what it is is to shake up. It's to say, I'm, I'm the pepper in that salt, baby. That's a salt town. And I'm that pepper that got in there. There's nothing going on. Here's what goes on in the town. I mean, with the people that are of my age and older. In the town, what goes on? Um, let's see. All of these people go to work. And it's usually the same work that their family's been involved in their whole lives. Which is nothing. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. What's wrong is they all buy the same house in the same neighborhood, in the same area, and then they all do the same things for activities, which is drive a side-by-side and go to a cul-de-sac and drink beer next to a bonfire. That's the drink. That's the, that's the dream that they all have. It's all a common dream. They watch their parents do it, and then, you know, as they grew up, they married people within the town, and then they did it, and... I'm from there, and so like I, I, I'm allowed to get into the cul-de-sac circle, but then I'm like, what's going on in this circle, buddy? And I'm like, let's throw a few freaking eggs in this circle. Let's find, let's make it stink a little. Let's do something, you know, get people talking. You guys aren't talking about anything. And so I'm hoping that that's what this little joke does, but, you know, I don't know. I, I get my hopes up on a lot of things, um, and usually they come out and bite me in the ass in the end, which is... You know, whatever. That's part of living, baby. So, like, even on the way home, uh, James and I drove the way home, and, you know, so we, we get to Kansas, take care of our stuff, um, and typically my stepmom, who's from Louisiana, cooks some sort of crawl bowl type dish on a Sunday. Not because I'm there, but just because it's a Sunday and she's from Louisiana. There's got to be a crawl. And so, anyways... She wasn't even cooking anything, and so me and me and frickin' Jimity Thicket took off. We headed back south, and it's early. Here's what's... Things... My... Everyone looks for habits. You know, my wife looks for habits, and I look for habits, and we all have habits, and we try to work on our habits, I hope, or if you're trying to be a better person, we all try to work on our habits. That's what life is, is a series of habits. But... um I don't, 
sometimes I think patterns get in place and it's only by coincidence that they had been a pattern at all. You know what I mean? I think a lot of times in my, my case, that is the case. So what I mean by that is typically when I come back from Kansas, we get home very late on a Sunday night. Therefore, we've either already eaten dinner or we had eaten dinner on the way home, on the trip home. But because this was not a typical day, um, for a, a number of different reasons that, that will arise in a day, I was able to head home earlier with James. I let my wife know that I'm headed home earlier. I think that's a good thing to do for the universe and for a marriage communication. Um, but she's like, okay, are you hungry? Here's where I made a mistake. Um, she said, are you hungry? I responded with, for that booty, um, which I think is a terrific, I mean, we've been married for, what, we've been married, what, James, 30 years? Uh, yeah. 32 years now, or 37 years. And anyways, you know, she still gets me all, I can still get hot under the collar, and I'll say that, for that booty, girl. You know, and she's like, well, I'm thinking about making pork steaks, which to me is almost better than booty. So I'm thinking, that's great. I said, well, we're in Blackwell. You know, that's it. And then she's like, well, how many do you want me to make? And in my mind, I'm like, just what are you talking? Make all of them. Who care? I mean, they're pork steaks. When I was buying pork steaks when we were building the taco truck, I was I don't know how much pork steaks are now. But when I was buying pork steaks, I was eating probably three or four pounds of pork a week and I was probably putting about three dollars a week in pork steaks so I was fine I don't know how much they are what I meant was like how many should I cook it's like it's like cooking pennies you know I mean cook seven of them if we don't eat it who cares it's like throwing away nothing anyways I didn't respond I just responded with another you know explicit text message thinking that that would at least maybe warm her soul a little bit, you know, or put her in a better mood. I don't know what it does often. I Sometimes I think it just annoys her for the most part. But anyways, point is she's cooking dinner. And I was raised, even though my mother despised cooking dinner, I think. Do you, do you agree that mom did not like cooking dinner? Uh, yes, I agree with that. Okay. I don't want to speak out of turn, but um, from, from my perception, and in my opinion, my mother did not enjoy cooking dinner. And the reason I come to that conclusion is um, she often would say as much. She would often say, I hate cooking dinner for you guys. Um, and oftentimes then she would not cook for us. Um, and it's, it's kind of like, a, it was always just kind of a reflection of the whole relationship we had. It's like, I just hate cooking dinner for you guys because you don't like what I make. And we're like, we don't like what you make because it tastes like shit. <laughs> I mean, it's Hamburger Helper again, Mom. This is day seven. Um, but I would say something like that probably at too early of an age. And I'd probably get a hand upside the face um, or back of the head. And so... We learned, I thought that both James and I learned, and I think he learned too, because this was a tough decision, that we're supposed to, if, if our loved ones are preparing us something, it doesn't matter what they're preparing us, we don't go selfishly eat some sort of fast food fare. We go home and eat with our family, whatever they're cooking. doesn't matter what it is. That's the right thing to do. That's the right answer. So as we near home, as we near Oklahoma, um, Prague, Oklahoma, and James sees the glowing lights of Sonic. <laughs> the, glow, the glowing football neon of a Sonic hamburger joint. Um, he looks at me. He's like, you want to, you know, usually on Sundays I get a Sonic. You know, it's like, <laughs> like that's my, again, another pattern that somehow I interrupted by him wanting to go to Kansas. Like, I'm sorry, you know. Uh, okay. But then I reminded him, well, and he reminded me maybe even, hey, I think Heather's cooking something. I think Heather's got something cooking, you know? And it's like, yeah, she does, James. He's like, well, yeah, I probably ought to go. In. And then he starts doing, this is what uh, James will do. He'll just start rocking like this. He'll just start rocking back and forth. And then he'll just start saying things that are, um, 
nice things to say, but they they're said in a way that can only be taken as um, he's in, the biggest asshole in the world, which is like this. Where he goes like this, um, oh, yeah, 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 she's making pork steak, oh, good, uh, yeah, I love it when I get one of them side edges of that, it just tastes real good, you know, all the juice is gone and everything like that, and, uh, yeah, it's real great having, I'll probably get a bone in there, that'd be good, huh, Connor, cold bone, and that's what I want for dinner, I bet, yep, that sounds good, Connor, uh, yeah, I'll get a pork steak, oh, oh, what is she making, oh, macaroni and cheese, I'll probably get two bites of macaroni and cheese, that's pretty good, isn't it, Connor, it's like, I get the hint there, buddy, um, so he goes through that, and I say, okay, I'll take you. I'll, here's, you got my credit card. I'll drop you off if you want to. And I mean, I'm literally just going to drop him off, and he can eat at that tiny little, um, the only non-handicapped seating that Sonic has, you know, right there outside that weird concrete table they have. Yeah, I do. <laughs> or, or he can walk home. So <laughs> I dropped him off. Yep. I think that's something funny. What? I didn't have a medicine at the time. Uh, so they must have said that, that that wasn't the handicap. They they noticed that I had trouble ordering. I ordered a couple. I ordered a cheeseburger and stuff. Yeah. The corn dog. They said I don't need the corn dog. And then guess what I ended up getting? What? A free corn dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are definitely some benefits to to people not being able to clearly understand you, huh? You get some free stuff every now and then. But um, so, yeah, James is like, yeah, I know that universally the right thing to do is go home and eat with you, Conrad. He like looked at me and said that he's like, but I will go eat Sonic. And so he freaking shoulder rolled out of the truck and did whatever he did at Sonic. And I go home and I walk in the door and, you know, I'm greeted by the picture perfect family, a son that's beautiful, a daughter that's beautiful and a wife that's beautiful. They're in the kitchen laughing and joking. And, hey, daddy's home. Hey, daddy. It's great. All of that is uh, terrific. And I give my kids a hug and walk towards the kitchen where my wife is standing. And, you know, it's like out of a movie or something, you know. All the, and all is well. All is well. And I look down at the parchment paper off of the pan that, that our food, both James and I. Because at the time, she doesn't know James is at Sonic. So you would think, not that it's her job to make either one of us food but in my mind the conversation about dinner and that she was already cooking it had been had um i thought that that was a pretty clear indication that there will be supper when i get home so don't don't eat anything because she's going to make some supper okay well there's about a two inch sliver by four inch sliver of um Pork fat right there on that parchment paper for me. Um, and you know what I mean? It's, which is perfect amount. It's probably all I need to eat at that time of night. So I wasn't really going to say anything or really didn't care that much, to be honest. Like, oh, okay, that's what's left. All right. And then she said, there's more in the fridge. And I said, oh, okay. And I walk over to the fridge, I open it up, and there's like two two-week-old crusty pieces of cooked steak in there. And then there's um, uh, like a raw piece of pork steak that's in a Ziploc bag. And I was like, well, and I didn't say anything. I just shut the door and I walked out and then I just walked around. And I was like, and I kind of shrugged and I was like, I was just kind of confused. So there's more in the fridge. Why would she tell me that? You know? And then I walk in and I looked out and this, that was what was making me so flummoxed. I was like, what are you talking? I didn't say anything. She's like, what's wrong? I was like, I just thought you said there was more. And she's like, yeah, there's more in the fridge. And I was like, no, there's not. I mean, there's those two old ones. And she's like, yeah, those. I was like, well, those were already in the fridge. Like, you can't. It's almost like, hey, I thought we were making dinner. And she's like, yeah, there's some in the fridge. Like, Heather, that was the, that's not what you made. I mean, that's pointing at other ingredients that could be prepared is fine, but it's not the question that was being asked. Like, did, is this all the pork steak we have? Is really the only question. And then I got, and she's like, through a bunch of things. Like, I didn't know you were going to, you didn't clearly tell me that you're, and it's like, I don't care. I just don't know why. Sometimes I think what happens is 
she didn't want to cook anything because she's tired and exhausted and didn't want to make anything and wasn't sure if I was going to eat because, like I said, the patterns. And typically we don't eat and I don't eat when I get home on most nights of the week because it's so late. So I think it was just like she's got all the pork steaks. She cooks the ones that she knows is going to feed her and the kids. And then she's like, uh, they probably won't eat. There's no sense in cooking this pork steak. That's the logic. And that is completely understandable. But that wasn't what was said. What was said is like, well, I didn't know you. It, instead, it was met with like um, anger or something like defensiveness. And I really wasn't. I was just kind of pointing out like, why wouldn't you make that? I mean, me and James were planning on eating here and you left just the two chunks that were already there from James from last week. Because you said <laughs> eat up those two chunks of shit from the fridge. Uh, but anyways, it was fine. That was just uh, it's just part of it. Uh, we haven't had any crazy things. I mean, we've been playing another game we've been playing is Hallway Soccer, um, which is different than Popcorn Tube, you know, or messing around with Eric. And um, it's just an indoor soccer game that my son and I have been playing Soccer's harder than you think, buddy, um, but it's not that hard. And I had a couple people come in from, where were they from, Wales? Wales and Berlin. Yeah, Wales and Berlin. Berlin. But uh, the couple that talked to me um, that was from Wales, they talked to me a lot about soccer because of the Hulu series, uh, Welcome to Wrexham. They live near that whole thing. So um, the stadium's like a mile from him, or I don't know. It's in Welsh, whatever. It's a 50-kilometer, what did she say, like 5,000 kilometers or one mile or whatever the translation is. But um, really sweet lady and talked to us for a while. But really what I noticed, um, I don't know if it's a Welsh thing. Did you notice how gigantic that gentleman's hands and forearms were? They were like, yes, it was like Popeye. This gentleman, and he's well. I don't know. Now, you could probably say, you know, one out of ten people I interact with on a, on a given day is Welsh, and I wouldn't probably be able to know. I don't think, like when I see somebody, sometimes I'm like, that guy's um, Asian. You know what I mean? But when I see a Welsh, I don't notice. So they're almost invisible. But I think what gives the men away, at least, is this arm that is, it's Popeye. And he rode motorcycles and had a back injury. And, uh, I mean, I don't know. I learned a lot about him, except his name, and um, which is great. But it just made you think about, like, I guess I was more thinking about when you watch Welcome to Wrexham, which I had watched. I had watched because I am a fan of the Rob McElhaney guy. And that's what I told these people. I told them that and it's probably why they stayed so long because they sat down and they said they're from Wales. And I was like, oh, there you go. You know, um, you know is that by Cracker Barrel or, you know, I don't know. But I was like, that's cool. Uh, well, how long are you here? And they're, it's, it's really easy because everybody's doing the same thing. They go to Chicago and drive to Malibu. So, you know, you just ask them, heading all the way to Malibu, you know, and then you, some of them will be talkative. Some of them will not be. That is okay. These people happen to be talkative. And so they started going into, well, we're from Wales, and I'd love to have a shop on Route 66. And I was like, well, just, you know, move, I guess. And she's like, oh, we can't. We can't. Which made me like, what do you mean you can't? You know, it's like you got to get a green card and all these protocols. And I wanted to be like, no, you don't. Because according to my dad's Sunday news, you can just walk over. Now, you might have to, like, get a spray tan. You know, you might have to get a spray tan and maybe get a borrow a couple of my clothes to get over. But you can once you get over, you'll be fine. You know, nobody's going to throw you back to Wales. Nobody will even know you're well. That's why I kept telling her, like, just, like, what are you talking about? Just walk around, you know? 
So anyways, um, then she started talking about that soccer and I, I was like, oh yeah, I did watch that because my cousin, um, is Rob McElhaney, um, the guy from it's always sunny in Philadelphia. So, and then once I told her that she kept going on and on about, you know, what it's doing to the town and all that stuff. And so it's pretty interesting. That's the biggest thing that happened at the taco shop. I think that and making a twaffle, a ego shelled taco. Or what do we call it? Twaco? An ego waffle shelled taco would probably be the other invention that you guys might want to check out. Um, so the only other story that I had was, and this is something that I'll t- take a drink first and remind you guys that not only can you find our show on Patreon, and I don't know if there's other podcasts that are podcasting out of a Route 66 taco shop airstream arcade but if there are um we're one of them also and we put all of our episodes available not only on itunes and spotify but we also have them on patreon on the okay taco show so um and james had a few things that um he wanted to talk about he's got an obsession with grandies i we're gonna have to get into that at some point um he's rediscovered grandies and wants to go do that um He's been <laughs> like a flower changing spots throughout the day. Um, when the sun hits him, you know, he moves to the shade, basically. So he's the opposite of a flower. Um, and he's been, he's got an Arbuckle pie review that I'm not going to let him do. <laughs> um, yard condition report and the weather report. Um, and then some, he's been switching to smokeless tobacco lately and chewing discarded dips is his new thing so uh is that it bud is that yeah. <laughs> pretty much yeah all right um doing good though right yeah living all right we're gonna get out of here dream. what living the dream man. living the dream yeah we're all living the dream only two people live the dream so uh patreon.com backslash i think it's okay taco club but if you just search for okay taco show or just go to OKTacoCompany.com, and there will be links to get you to the right places. You don't have to pay for anything. The live show is on Facebook. Thank you for uh, watching live if you are on Facebook, on the OK Taco Show's Facebook, and uh, you can subscribe there. You know, I don't. I know I'm supposed to say those things almost as a habit to let you guys know that I'm just doing a show. I don't really. Don't do any of them. I'm going to sit in this thing and talk regardless. That is what I do. It's why I'm here. It is what I will do until I stop doing it. So I am glad that you guys are deciding to watch it now, and I'd appreciate um, you know your continued support. So we'll we'll keep going, and I'll take it for as long as I can get it because the the last thing I wanted to talk to you about is this. And I've one thing's going to happen for sure. One thing is going to happen for sure is that. We will someday look back at this time that we're living in right now, this thing that I'm about to say, and be like, you remember how when um, the internet started and people were calling it the World Wide Web? You know what I mean? And that's, are you getting on the World Wide Web today, John? And like, yeah, Dad, I'm just looking up what happened to the woolly mammoth. And secretly, he's looking at <laughs> woolly, woolly mammoths, all right, but <laughs> it's not the prehistoric animal. Anyways, um, uh, yeah, the World Wide Web. And, but then they started calling it .com, and then they don't even, you know, just go check out this website. You don't even, the vernacular, the language around the subject has changed. And us using AI and saying AI, I think that that's like, obviously it's going to be the initial thing. I don't know what it's going to transform into. How can you transform into less of an acronym than two letters? I don't know. But when we talk about it, because none of us really understand how any of it is going to work and affect us and affect the world in such a uh, insane way or uh, uh, unfamiliar way because it isn't human-controlled at, at, cer- at any point. So the thought that I had, though, and this, this is what I'll leave. It's just a thought. Because sometimes I'll watch the History Channel and, or from books or whatever, and you read about these ancient civilizations. And there's a lot of them that people do not know what happened to them. Why did they get wiped out? And then, then you can jump into all the different rabbit holes you want to about alien conspiracies and all the different stuff. And it doesn't... What you believe and what you might think... I'm not here to change that, and I don't want to. It's not... 
my point, this is just a thought for the ones that are unexplained. Is it possible that the AI is what ultimately is the demise of the human race? Meaning, one, it's the demise of the human workforce, for sure. I mean, as long as it's allowable that AI can be used in business, there's it will replace the majority of things that we do now. Um because how couldn't it? There's just, it can learn the things that you would need to learn. I mean, it would learn the things that a human would need to learn. And then it knows everything. You know what I mean? It just continues. So what that means, which I think is why this whole, it's just, I don't know what's going to happen because there's no. And how this all relates, what I mean is, what if that's what happened always? What if that's what happened? What if AI is what has always happened to these societies that had gotten wiped out? These civilizations where you look and like, man, they built these amazing cities. They did all this stuff. And then what happened? We don't know. Maybe they got hit by a meteor or maybe a famine or maybe something. We have all these different theories of what it could have been. Maybe it was AI back then. And AI came along and at first solved all these problems, then eventually solved every problem. And then, well, once you solve every problem, what is there left to do for humanity? If humans are problem solvers. So that's the part that, and then maybe what humans do is fight back to have some control and you're fighting back something that isn't real and that's AI and so you lose and then AI loses and gets buried by the sands of time and then what happens I don't know we started building again and it's kind of cool I mean and the reason I thought that that might be what is a possibility is because they had I'd seen a news story on the good news network about um, which I get from Hunter Biden's laptop typically um, there was a AI generated architect plan and they said that for whatever reason, this artificial intelligence prefers this classical design. What it ended up looking like was the old, um, temples that you see in the ancient, uh, cities you know it looked like atlantis that this ai architecture software generated and probably could program robots and program distribution and programmed um you know you could program all certificate you could everything's done via computers so if a computer's the one answering all the questions and has all the answers to all the questions or the ability to get all the answers, you take all of the effort out of doing anything as long as there's some sort of money at some point. So I don't know. It just is um, a thought that maybe possibly what if all those ancient civilizations had been um, somehow got artificial, got AI, they got, they just done got AI. And we'd be like, well, how did they get it? You know, all they had was rocks and stones. It's like, what did we have until 2002? You know, we didn't have shit. We had answering machines and refrigerators. It's not like we were sitting around talking about, yeah, you know, we, we might have a conscious software next year. <laughs> you know, it can feel. We didn't have cell phones. We didn't have anything. That's only 20 years ago, buddy. We were just a bunch of idiots hitting rocks around. I literally, that's what I did, was just move rocks, landscaping, and hit them with weed eater string and mowers. Just moved rocks. And all of a sudden, you know, you're sitting in a frickin' airstream broadcasting live to whoever wants to listen uh, and recording it and have all these abilities to distribute it, and you're having a conversation about artificial intelligence 20 years later? Well, maybe, who knows what happens then. So, it's just kind of crazy. Um... But I, again, am just an idiot that um, is out here trying to make people happy one taco at a time uh, on Route 66 in Davenport, Oklahoma. And if you um, 
enjoy that sentiment, you know, feel free to subscribe in whatever way you can or support the show however you'd like to. Sharing it is easy and free. Everyone can do that. But uh, I do have to get out of here, so i got to press this magic button. I think this is from the Meatloaf Bat Out of Hell collection. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, I'm going to get out of here. Thank you guys for listening. Um, thank you for subscribing. Don't let your meatloaf have an okay day. We'll see you later.